Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And Leonard, Leonard Skinner, simple man. All things simple man means self-proclaimed Bill O'Reilly is simple man. All things Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. By the way, his latest book, now a huge, massive New York Times bestseller, shocking, killing the legends, the lethal danger of celebrity. All right, there's so many le- things I want to ask you and get your take on. I want to start with this debate with Fetterman and Dr. Oz last night because it, it beyond what is... What people would discuss on a surface level, there is another story to this, and that is the complicity of the news media. Uh, You know, here we are. It's October 26th. Yesterday is the 25th. Election day is November 8th. They've had early voting going on for over a month. The media's never asked this guy a tough question. He's never had, you know, longer than a five, six minute rally and very few of those. And they have covered for him the entire time. Then the sad part is, and this, and I mean this with all sincerity, this was sad, what was unfolding last night. And you have all of the enablers in the Democratic Party. They knew he was not up to this task. They knew he'd never be prepared. They knew how bad he was cognitively. And they, they, they just didn't care. They just pushed him out there. And put him in that position. Uh, and, and by the way, I would argue to a, a certain degree, the same thing is happening with Joe Biden. It was a template. Biden was the template. They got away with it in the 2020 election. And so they did the same thing with Fetterman. I, don't, I still don't know. Does Fetterman oppose or support fracking? <laughs> I, I've watched the fight eight times. He I said, I, he... I, no, I, I support fracking. No, I oppose fracking in yeah. the same sentence. Listen, I don't want to make fun of somebody that has a stroke. I'm not comfortable doing that. But he is a radical. Well, let me play the the cut so everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. Just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And... 
I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. I'm not sure that settles it. Uh, look. Let me, now, Bill, because we're a very well-researched show, as you know, we have him that, wanting a moratorium on fracking. Let's listen. I don't uh, support fracking. I, I think it's something that has to eventually go away. Uh, and I would like to see it, you know, transition out. Now, I have numerous cuts, articles, examples, sound, uh, Reuters, the Allegheny Front, uh, WESA, and that's in March of 2018, that he called for a moratorium and a ban on all fracking, Bill. And, and yet he, he makes this statement. I mean, I guess he's attempting an election year conversion. How do you interpret it? I don't. I don't interpret anything he says. I don't listen to anything he says anymore. And I don't want to, I'm not being a wise guy. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. How okay. could anybody vote for this guy? It's How could wait, wait. Simple man, right? Yeah. How could anybody want him to represent the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania in the Senate? How? You're asking a question that I that nobody nobody that really cares about whether or not somebody's capable of serving, you know, we would vote any other way to say he's not cap- he's not up to the job. I am more shocked at the media. Here is a guy, the most radical. We've counted 51 people between child molestation cases, really serious crimes, 25 convicted murderers that this guy has advocated to release. This is a guy that has no restrictions on abortion. He said it numerous times he wants a ban or moratorium on fracking, an $81 billion uh, industry in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. He, he's not even just a Joe Biden supporter. He's a Bernie supporter. Um, and then you look at, you know, all he wants taxpayer-funded heroin injection sites. He wants Pennsylvania to be a, a sanctuary state. Uh, I don't think the people of Pennsylvania agree with that. Uh, here's a guy that chased an innocent African-American jogger down the street, held him at, at gunpoint with a shotgun at it pointed at his chest. He even admitted on tape he likely broke the law in doing so. Um, you know, I mean, you, you can't get any more radical than this guy. Then you add the health issue on top of it. It should be a slam dunk for Oz. But, you know, so far, polls have shown him only up by a couple. He's He's made up a lot of ground. I think he's going to win, but what do you think? Hannity, Oz is going to win. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) Did you feel, because a lot of people think, Bill, no offense, don't take this the wrong way, they don't think you feel a lot. You're not not a warm, fuzzy, you're not a warm, fuzzy guy to some people. You're you're intimidating to a lot of people, just not me. I'm not a warm and fuzzy guy. Okay. That's true. Did you feel bad for him at all last night no really why would i feel bad for him i'm sorry that he has the malady i am genuinely sorry i don't want anyone to ever have a stroke but he's choosing to run and try to accumulate power when he has to know he has to know it hannity that he can't do the job and unlike biden who I don't even think is in control of his thought process. Fetterman can still think. So to me, he's being selfish. He should have stepped aside and let one of his Democrat colleagues take his place. 
the Democratic Party should have demanded it. And all the people that pushed him out into this debate last night. Um, did you see Joe Biden? Have you been watching him and watching the things that he's been saying? Um, did you see, let me play the, the question and answer if he's going to run again and what his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, thinks. And this is all in real time. And we're not we did not alter edit this in any way. I want you to listen to it. It's my intention, my intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that uh, my wife thinks that. Uh, that I uh, that, that we're that we're doing something very important and that I shouldn't walk away from it. OK, when you hear that, Bill, does this guy belong being the president of the United States? But at least he knew who Dr. Biden was. He was able to identify her as his wife. That's Bill, a little but, bit better than he used that. that Bill, that is a the lowest bar you could ever <laughs> put up for a president. Listen, he, oh my he, gosh. he's on a stage and he's looking for a dead person. That's, okay. <laughs> he, he shakes hands with Congress, the air. I, I'm, I'm laughing Congress, and our country's going to, to, to becoming a hellhole because of these people. And he thinks that Congress passed the Student Loan Forgiveness Act. I'm giving him credit for knowing that Dr. Biden was his wife. And, you know, I mean, that's a step up from what we have gotten the last two weeks. Look, this isn't a debatable um, thing anymore. I tell my radio and television audience this all the time. There's no debate on this. Democrats Bill, are hurting the country. He Period. went to honor Jackie Walarski. You, you mentioned that. Let me play this. He went to honor her. She had passed away just a couple of months ago, and he put out a statement about it. And he talked about it, said what a wonderful woman she was. Then when he goes to the district, this is what he has, says. And I want to thank all of you here, for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this a reality. Where's Jackie, Bill? Heaven. I hope. <laughs> I'm not a god. I don't know. The main, I hope the main she is. point on this is that I don't even now calibrate who's going to do better for the country. And I'm not a party guy. Right? I don't have any regard for Mitch McConnell. None. I have none. No regard for him. He killed Cave's Law single-handedly. Yep. We'll get into that someday. But anyway, there's no – it's like in New York – um, when you had Zeldin and Hochul debating last night to be the governor. Hochul doesn't really care about dead people in the streets, slashings, people getting pushed in front of trains. Let, let me play the key moment of this debate. See, I'm very prepared, and I had no idea what you're going to talk about today. I think the killer moment in this debate is when she said to Lee Zeldin, I, I don't know why you care so much about this. Listen. They're not being represented from this this governor, who still to this moment, we're not, what are we halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay, anyone is. who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change they made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you. All I know is that we could do more. 
Bill, I'm not, sure. I'm not sure why you care so much about it because people are dying. How about that answer? Yeah. Why do you care so much about it? Uh, there are consequences. Like what? Like what? What are the consequences? But, the, but at, at some point, the... these politicians, and I won't name, name names, but the ones that support defund, dismantle, no bail laws like Kathy Hochul's been supporting, and then the people get out on bail, and then they murder somebody, they rape somebody, they rob somebody, they're involved in some violent incident. You know, at what point did we hold them accountable because their policies are allowing for that to happen? It's even worse than that. Four out of the five district attorneys in the five boroughs in New York City won't even prosecute. They won't even bring charges. So if I if I found you in Rockefeller Center, Hannity, I could punch you in the mouth and kick you in the groin, and nothing. Well, maybe they prosecute me. <laughs> Bill, by the way, the last know, person you, know you want to the last person you want to mess with is right, me. Right, right. I I'd be up on a uh, a cylinder somewhere. Yeah, I understand you, that you wouldn't be walking for a year at least. If I got a lucky punch in. A sucker punch, okay? They wouldn't prosecute. Headline, Bill O'Reilly plays knockout game, comes up behind Hannity and knocks him out. Yep, I get I get nothing. Nobody, no, no. All right, quick break. More with Simple Man, Bill O'Reilly. All things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Then your call's coming up. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program as we continue. He stands up for what he believes in and what you believe in. All right, we continue with Simple Man, all things uh, Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. I think Zeldin's going to win in New York. I think Oz will win in Pennsylvania. Um, They're after uh, Walker now again. uh, in An anonymous person, it pixeled out. And make it an allegation. Doesn't this isn't this very reminiscent of Kavanaugh and Herman Cain? Remember Herman Cain's running for president. All these women, one after another, day after day after day, he gets out of the race, and it all stopped. All of it went away. Yep. But anyway, keep your eye on New Hampshire, Hannity. Bulldog is only three points behind Hassan up there. I, listen, I got to update you. He's down only one in a poll that just came out. Down there one. There you go. So. I'm seeing the red wave here, but it's going to be really nasty. It is. For the next 13 days. But Oz will win. Fetterman, you're right. We should pity him. But remember, he's seeking power. Remember that. Okay. I'm not, listen, I'm not feeling that sorry for him because his policies are, are frankly dangerous for the country. His radicalism is at a level I've never seen in any candidate in my life. But the fact that Democrats are willing to push Biden out there knowing he's incapable of handling it and hiding. Look, there's great complicity here, Bill. The media covered for Biden in 2020. They're covering for him today. And they've covered for Fetterman the entire campaign. And you know what? They're doing a disservice to the voters in this country. They're going to be very unhappy on November 8th. But before that, in the 13 days... They're going to go after Trump again. You wait and see that. That's coming. Walker will have 15 people lined up against him. There are no rules now, Hannity. No rules anymore. It's just dirty, filthy politics, and that's what we're seeing. You know, they call it a blood sport for a reason. Um, Look, I've talked to some of these candidates. I told Herschel 
when he got into the race, I said, you've written about your entire life and, and you've exposed yourself and opened yourself up for incredible scrutiny. I said, are you prepared to handle it? And he said, absolutely. I'll handle whatever they throw at me. And so far, he a poll came out yesterday. He's up two and a half points. You know, I wish him well. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm giving him due process. Um, I just fear for my country. If it doesn't go the way I think it's going to go, and you know how accurate I am <laughs> in my prediction. <laughs> I predicted Killing the Legends would be a massive, huge bestseller. <laughs> I, I predicted, predicted that, that for you. Um, okay. A huge, massive bestseller, right. Bill. You got to get the. You got to get the rhetorical, you know, flow of that cadence of that, you know, coming out of your mouth when you say that. That was all a right, prediction all... of mine. But if it, I know you got to get, you got to go. But if this doesn't go red, then we're really in trouble here in this country. Uh, we're screwed. <laughs> There's no other way to put it, and I'm not. I'm not being lighthearted about it. All right, all things simple, man. Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Sir, thank you for being with us. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls here in a second. 800-941-SEAN. So Joyless Behar over at that hard-hitting news show on ABC called The View uh, weighed in on last night's debate between Dr. Oz and John Fetterman. Uh, now, this is the oddest way to say that somebody just destroyed somebody in a debate. It, it is it is it is the most unbelievable comment I've heard from anybody. Listen to this. The Republican Party is running a bunch of ads about showing Fetterman uh, stumbling on things because of the stroke. Mm-hmm. What kind of a doctor is behind that? Aren't you supposed to do no harm? It's so unempathetic to the guy, you know? The Oz campaign is not running any of that. That's just not true. Now, there are outside groups that you can't help, that you can't talk to, that you can't coordinate with, that run any ad that they want to run. That's separate and apart from the Oz campaign. So what she's saying is just factually inaccurate. Uh, but uh, it, it, why wouldn't that be a legitimate issue? I think it can be asked with a compassionate tone and cadence. But the question for the pen, people of Pennsylvania, it is a fair question. Is John Fetterman fit for office? Is he capable of doing the job? The answer was obvious last night. Uh, Sonny Houston, also at The View, trying to downplay the attempted stabbing of Lee Zeldin 
uh, because he's hated. Listen. He voted against um, uh, the ban on semi-automatic weapons. Of course he did. And homicides are up. And I think most people, having been a prosecutor, I know this, they care about violent crimes. They don't care about broken window crimes. They really don't care about that as much. Well, they they care the, about in, violent crimes. In the and last so, few months, Lee Zeldin was nearly stabbed on stage while campaigning in New York. A bullet well, he's came hated. within that's 30. True. Yeah. That that's not true. okay, though. That's no, horrifying. Okay. That means he crime is, and political violence is on that. Right. And then there, his, there was a shooting outside his house that came within 30 feet of his home while his daughters were in the house. He is very familiar with the crime. That well, is he's going familiar on. with and one what thing just I happened to him because well, that's New York's. That's, that's New York City. York right now. Wow, I mean, it is unbelievable. Now, if he did not act the way he did, this guy had what the equivalent of a blade, and you watch the trajectory of where it was headed. It was going right for his carotid artery, going right for his neck. He could have bled out on that stage that day, and then in little Shirley, Long Island, New York, you know, leave it to Beaverland for the most part. Uh, there's a gang shooting right in front of his house on his property now nobody's ever given me a satisfactory answer if this was just quote unrelated gang related whatever uh he wasn't home but his young daughters were home and kathy hokel's answer is why do you care about this so much why uh people are dying kathy governor you might want to look into that a little bit um you know it's pretty interesting there's some interesting figures both hate me and but when they say interesting things um I, 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 my ears perk up. Most Democrats are just completely dishonest. You know, what Joe did when he leveraged a billion dollars to get a prosecutor in Ukraine fired that was investigating his son at, who had no experience in energy, oil, gas, or Ukraine, but he's making millions of dollars. And then you demand, okay, you won't get the billion unless you fire the prosecutor investigating my son. And son of a B, they did it. Nobody in the, de not one Democrat said that was a quid pro quo. Not a single one. The Trump phone call was not a quid pro quo. Don't mismanage uh, the taxpayer of this country's money. Uh, that is not the same. Anyway, so John, John Stewart has been right on a, on a number of things. I actually agreed with what he was saying after the 9-11 attacks. We had smoldering uh, uh, rubble on 9-11, people breathing in a toxic cloud of debris, and they come down with serious, serious health issues. And Stewart, to his credit, stood up for these guys and managed to get them the money that they rightly deserve. He made a good point. Now, I don't, Stewart hates me, and I kind of hate him. Like Bill Maher will say honest things now because he sees the Democratic Party no, looks nothing like what it used to look like. Then John Stewart was talking about Hunter Biden and, you know, said, of course this is nepotism. Of course this is corruption. Of course this is influence peddling. Listen. Hunter Biden being on the board of uh, Burisma, uh, to me, that's corruption straight up off the bat. Like, you know, right. they, they always call it. Right. Yes. Right. They always call it. A, they always call it a corrupt Ukrainian gas company. That's like you don't need to say that. All Ukrainian gas companies are corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fact of life. And by the way, all American yes. gas companies are pretty corrupt. Like, come. how dare you, sir? So it's corrupt. But but so what we're saying, we're saying we're not surprised. It's not even that I'm not surprised. It's that it's corrupt on its face. I don't need a laptop with like a hint of circumstantial evidence. Now, tying Joe Biden to it, yeah, that's going to take some digging. And if it's real, you know, that's a thing. But the idea that nepotism would allow 
much larger amounts of money to flow into the hands of people unqualified uh, to be in the positions that they've been accepted because you think those countries are trying to buy influence. Yeah, welcome to the world. And I think I, I think it's a huge problem on its face. Forget about any secret laptop. A secret laptop. Actually, Hunter implicates his father repeatedly about money's being put aside, set aside for him. Joe Biden has said on numerous occasions that he never had a single discussion with Hunter about his foreign business dealings. Uh, yet we have now discovered pictures of Hunter and Joe and Hunter's foreign business partners. Now we have identified at least 14 meetings with Hunter and Joe and Hunter's foreign business partners. Now we know more details about the monies that he got from Russia. I got three and a half million dollars from the former first lady of Moscow. Now we know that 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 former first lady of Moscow, a billionaire, apparently donated, not donated, but invested in one of Hunter's you know, real estate schemes, a hundred million dollars. Then on top of the one point five billion dollar deal with the Bank of China that Hunter says, I never made a penny from China. Not yet, because he still he hasn't cashed in his shares yet. When that happens, it'll be significant. And then we find out about a $5 million, no interest, forgivable loan. Has anybody out there ever heard about a, a $5 million, no interest, forgivable loan? Because I've never heard of that before. Never, not one time. That would be influence peddling on a scale that we've never seen before. Now, if you're going to listen to Tony Bobolinsky, he was in meetings with Joe and Hunter. If you're going to look at the laptop, they talk about 10% for the big guy. You have Hunter complaining bitterly about giving half his income to his father, uh, complaining about having to do all the repairs and pay for all the repairs at daddy's house. So obviously, Joe has been lying. And yet the media mob is unmoved by it. At least you'll get a moment, a flash of honesty and truth from some people on the left. And that would be Bill Maher and that would be Jon Stewart. So, you know, give credit where it's due. Uh, all right, let's go to Bill in Maryland. Bill, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Doing great, Sean. Thanks for taking the call. Thank hey, you. Uh, I just wanted to give a, uh, a, a set of kudos to you and the entire team that's out there working uh, with the urgency that we have. Most people uh, are kind of numb to what's been going on in the world, and you guys are fighting the good fight, I think, uh you know, getting people out to vote, getting uh, the issues in front of people, and keeping people aware. Uh, thank you so much for the fight that you're fighting. You well, and, and the rest well, of the Well, thank you for are, letting me do it. True patriots. Hey. Listen, I, I, I've been saying over and over again, and I really appreciate your kind words, I can't convey the urgency that I feel. So one of the ways I can convey it is to put my money where my mouth is and, and get my ass out of the studio and get out on the road and really call as much attention to candidates and what's at stake and the positions that are so radical of all these Democratic candidates. That's what I'm trying to do. You get the last word. Well, you know, what you're saying is absolutely true as far as the urgency. And I've been called a conspiracy theorist before because I really think we had a Cold War with Russia. Now we have an actual war with China. It's a chemical and biological warfare that's taking place, and it's being driven by the, the platforms of the Democrats. They're complicit with that activity. They all lied to us. A lot of the coronavirus research, gain-of-function research that took place at the Wuhan Virology Lab, monies came from you, the taxpayers. We helped fund 
the creation of COVID-19. And then they, they desperately lied and covered it up. And the media, again, complicit, even though we now have lost well over a million people. We lost more people in 2021 when Joe Biden was president than we lost in 2020. And we don't have monoclonal antibodies anymore. I don't know why. My understanding is the new versions uh, or variants, if you will, of COVID BQ1 and BQ1.1, which soon will be the dominant variant in the U.S., they don't have they don't even think Paxlovid works on it. So I don't know what to tell you at this point. I'll, I'll bring our medical experts back on the show after the election, but I don't know what to tell people if you contract it. And there are some people still out there that never got COVID one time. I know other people that have had it three times. Three. It's unreal. All right, quick break. Right back to the phones. 800 941 Sean Our number if you want to be a part of the program as we roll along. Hey, from cringing at the pump to, you know, getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting all of us where it hurts. As a matter of fact, if you're someone that buys gas, buys groceries, dines out occasionally, which we all do, Upside.com, you're going to love. Now, you know, when you use your credit card, like, for example, when I use my Amex card, I get points, and then those points can be converted into, you know, getting a phone or getting a computer, whatever. I usually give my points away to people that need something, and I'm glad to do it. Anyway, long story short, Upside, if you use that credit card, you'll get your points. But if you download for free the Upside app, you're also going to save even more money. I mean, just for doing your normal spending. And it's simple to use. You download the free link uh, at your wherever you download your app. And then you put in the promo code Hannity. The next time you fill up your gas tank, you're going to get 25 cents or more back for every gallon of gas, your first tank of gas. Uh, then you can claim an offer for whatever you're bu- whenever you're buying something at Upside. You quote, check in at the business, pay as usual with your credit or debit card, and you'll get paid from Upside.com just for using their service for free. It's a great way to double dip in terms of benefits for the use of your credit card or your bank card, whatever it happens to be. So it's simple. Download for free the Upside app. Use the promo code Hannity. Next time you fill up your gas tank, you get 25 cents or more off off of every gallon. All right, Upside.com. our final roundup and information overload hour. All right, let's get back to our busy phones. Let's go to Virginia Mark on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called. Hey, Sean. How you doing today? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I got a, a quick question for you. I'm real excited about the election coming up, and I think we're going to do fine. But my question is about early voting. Uh, it seems like the Democrats have outvoted the Republicans two to one. And I'm wondering how much of a concern that would be to, uh, for, for the election. You know, it's, um, it, it happens to be a frustration for me because I started telling everybody that they needed to work on election integrity measures back in January of 2021. And I kept mentioning it over and over again. I was a broken record. And I do it on purpose so everybody understands that these measures are are that important if you want integrity in the process and you want confidence in the results. And that's voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody controls. In other words, mail-in ballots from the minute they are delivered, they are under surveillance camera so that no funny business can go on. 
uh, updated voter rolls, and partisan observers have got to be able to watch the counting up close and personal and see every single ballot. That was not allowed in 2020. Now, some states have adopted all of these measures. Some states adopted some of these measures. Some states adopted none of them. I wish if I had, if I could wave my magic Hannity wand, I would say I want election day to be a national holiday. Uh, there, are, I would have mail-in exceptions, absentee voting for people that are infirm, not doing well, sick. I would absolutely insist that they they are responsible for getting the ballot to the, the place where it needs to go. You can't have ballot harvesting. And I would have, uh, you know, people that are going to be out of town or out of the state for business, whatever. If you have a good excuse, you can do vote absentee. And then everybody should vote by paper ballot. And at the end of the night, you have Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, you know, Socialist Democratic Party. Whatever parties are on the ballot should be able to watch the vote counting and look at every ballot to make sure things are counted properly. And I'd have paper ballots. I'd make it simple. So um, it's frustrating to me. But with that said, let me say this to everyone. This is the system that we have. Hopefully, if a lot of governors get elected that are Republican, they can get their legislatures to put integrity measures in place. And at that point, the process will be more fair. We'll have integrity and we'll have confidence in the results. And then if they have all paper ballots, they start counting the minute the, the polls close. And you have enough people to count as quickly as you can with enough observers to watch. And and then we'll know by the end of the night, you know, we can now project so-and-so won this race. And I think it would be good for the country to follow that simple model. Not being the case, it's you, you got to deal with the hand you dealt, not the one you wish you were dealt. My advice to Republicans is do what the Democrats are doing. If you have the opportunity to vote early, do it. This way, if something happens... Maybe you get COVID on election day. Maybe you're not feeling well that day. You can't leave the house. Maybe it's inclement weather that day. I would do it early. Take a, do, Adopt the system we have as imperfect as it is, because it's the only way we're going to change the country by winning the election. One vision, one side is going to win and one side is going to lose. It's either going to be capitalism or new Green Deal, radical socialism and climate cultism. It's either going to be open borders or closed borders. It's either going to be energy dominant and independent or not we're either going to have funding of the police or defunding and no bail laws uh with schools it's either going to be woke education or traditional education so there's there's no in between i want our side to win because we have a better vision and we have better ideas than they do and people will be better off under conservatism anyway appreciate the call my friend 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program we'll continue more than a movie is back with season two i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of sunny the warmth of fredo and the coldness of michael to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.